Guys, I'm bringing the party to you. Samsonite. I was way off. Hold on to your butts. I'm not even mad. That's amazing. Great to have you on the Stephen Corson Show, where we like to talk about money, life, and everything else. This show is all about revamping how you think about money and how to use it to live the life that you want. I'm excited you made this show part of your financial journey. So let's get to it. So today I want to talk about something that has been coming up more and more, especially with the recession looming. COVID definitely brought uh, reskilling uh, into light as a lot of people started evaluating. Do I really enjoy the work that I'm doing? Is there something else I could be doing? And for those of you who aren't sure, you think you know what reskilling is, but you're not 100% certain. Basically, the definition of reskilling is we are not trying to increase our skills in something else we or in something that we're already good at we're trying to essentially uh, bring in new skills to complement the ones that we already have now that can mean a couple different things but specifically in this case what i'm talking about today is when you are uh, a lawyer and you decide that you want to go and become a photographer okay two completely different skill sets i mean if we just talk about me I was in sales, uh, you know, corporate sales, selling technology, selling consulting, um, you know, doing different things like that for B2B business. Now I am in the media business, essentially, uh, be, you know, YouTube, um, you know, podcasting, different things like that, completely different skill set. Now, does that mean that I will not be using any of the skills that I had learned over the past 13 years? Absolutely not. One of the main reasons I'm actually doing this is because of the skills I have learned over the past 13 years. So don't think that reskilling is this mentality of, oh, I am going to just completely remake myself. I have to start over from scratch. No, no, no. That's not really what it is. It means that you're turning to go a different way, but you will be bringing with you a lot of unique, uh, well, skills, (laughs) basically, a lot of characteristics, a lot of... um, organizational talents that you have picked up along the way. And now you're going to be taking that into whatever your new thing is. And that will give you some perspective uh, that maybe other people don't have. So there's a lot of different ways this can play out. Um, And you know, maybe you do something that there really isn't a lot of crossover. It doesn't mean that you as a professional, uh, you know, it like I have, um, uh, I, I like to ca- talk, you know, one of the, the greatest examples of reskilling that I know of personally is my cousin who just graduated from dental school and he had a four year degree and experience in construction management. I mean, the only commonality really between those two, as far as I can tell, is both of those industries use drills, but they're pretty freaking vast, <laughs> vastly different in size. So, you know, but he'll probably tell you, well, I learned a lot as a professional, you know, when I was in construction management, I learned a lot about, you know, how to focus and how to study. And that really prepared me for having to go all the way back to college and and eventually dental school. So yeah, there may not be, you know, he may not be, you know, sitting here laying down blueprints and looking at stuff, but you know, there's a lot of skills that he's going to take as a professional and he's going to take that into his, uh, his new profession as a dentist. So let's talk a little bit about if you are, should you reskill first versus upskill? And again, upskill 
is when you're really good at something and you want to get better at it. So, hey, uh, I'm in I'm in uh, computer coding and I want to get this additional certification. Uh, I'm a project manager. And if I get, uh, you know, do this additional training, I'll be better at my job. I'll be available for more promotions, more money. That is upskilling. So that is this is what I'm good at and I want to get better at it to be able to take my skills to the next game. You know, if I would have stayed in corporate next step for me would have been in management and yeah, sure. Could have jumped into that, done that. That would have been the next step for me from an upskill perspective of, Hey, now I've proven that I'm very good at sales, but now I need to be teaching others. So I need to make sure maybe some management courses, some training around that, whatever that would be upskilling. So those are those are uh, that's the difference between the two. So we're talking about reskilling today. So should you reskill? Well, like I said, COVID, the great reset, as I like to call it, has really caused a lot of people to step back and go, do I really enjoy this? Do I really love what I'm doing? And, and listen, hear me out. I am not in the camp. There's that saying that uh, if you love your work, then you'll never work a day in your life. There's some truth to that, but I think that that can often get misconstrued. You can love what you do and it not necessarily be what you're passionate about. You know, you may be, uh, there's a, a for profit organization that does beach cleanup that they're very pr- passionate about called Four Ocean. Love supporting them. They're based out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, great company doing, doing a really good cause. They found a way to monetize their business uh, to essentially do nonprofit work, right? The guys that created this, I think they were surfers, very passionate uh, about what they do and they love it, right? That's great. Some people get that. Not everybody does. And that's totally fine. That doesn't mean that you're going to be miserable, but you can learn to love what it is that you do. Hey, I don't know many kids that uh, grew up and said, you know what? I want to become an attorney. You know, oh, hey, you know what I would love to do? Chemical engineering. Yeah, as a five-year-old, chemical engineering just sounds like a ball. Uh, Not a lot of people do that. But that doesn't mean that, hey, if you became a chemical engineer, you learned about it in school, you found it interesting. It doesn't mean you can't learn to love that. It can't mean you, even if love's too strong a word, you can't enjoy it or find it fulfilling. I encourage people that regardless of whether or not the job that you have is the dream job and the thing that you're super passionate about, it's super important that you find that fulfillment outside of your work. Because guess what? Nobody really works at the same thing for all of their life. That, that doesn't happen anymore. It used to be that way. It's not that way anymore. In fact, there's plenty of data and arguments to show that if you do that, um, you're actually setting yourself back from an earnings perspective. But that's a different story for a different time. So if you're in this mentality of like, well, I need to find what it is I love, Stephen. Well, guess what? Reskilling is exactly your opportunity to do that. So let's say, like I said, uh, there was a, there was a, a guy who went from being an attorney to a photographer. Like I said, an actual example here. He didn't just say, I'm going to quit. Uh, I'm going to quit this and I'm going to go do photography. That's not what happened. Okay. He was working really hard as an attorney and just enjoyed getting out there, taking nature photos. He found it very therapeutic from the hustle and bustle of law, all that other stuff you know, eventually really got more and more into the hobby, really, you know, started studying the camera, the lenses, the lighting, you know, how to shoot different things. And he got really good. 
Well, then what happened? Well, then people started asking him like, hey, I see you shoot animals. Would you come take pictures of like my dog or my cat? Or hey, would you take pictures of our family? You know, different things like that. And then all of a sudden he just found that he loved it. And it pretty soon he was making enough money to where he was like, you know, if I went at this full time, I'm going to be able to do this full time. So that's what he did. So a, a lot of times when you reskill in something, um, it doesn't mean that you just stop cold turkey, whatever it is you're doing, and then you get into that. That's not it. We actually recommend, um, I like the 10% rule. So spend 10% of your time a week um, working on reskilling. For some of you, if you have a job that allows it, uh, you know, your lunch break, hey, watch some tutorials online of things you could do, take some courses. Um, maybe you can, you know, go if you, you know, want to work on massage or something, maybe you can take a class in between then, you know, there's different things you could do, um, you know, spend some time in the weekend, but yeah, just 10% of the time that you would normally spend on work. So if you work 40 hours a week, then find four hours in your week. Can you do two hours uh, at lunchtime and then another two hours on the weekend? If you start doing something like that, you will be amazed at how good you will get at something in just six months. That's it. Just six months. So that's something that's really important about it. Here's the other important thing about reskilling. A big reason why people are reskilling is because they need to make more money. So in Gosh, we all know how true that is right now with the world in the potential stagflation that we are uh, facing to where everything that needs to go down is going up and everything that needs to go up is going down. I mean, gas prices, food prices, um, airplane, uh, you know, tickets, everything is just incredibly expensive right now. And guess what? We're likely heading into a recession. And even if we aren't, the economy isn't exactly where we want it to be. And, you know, I, I have a friend that's interviewing multiple different jobs right now, got to the final round on two different ones, and then they pulled the offers. They said, hey, we're actually going to freeze hiring, seeing a lot of layoffs starting to happen. You know, it, it, it's, it's across the board. We're not where we want to be right now. Okay. So a lot of people reskilling is a way that they can go and find ways to make more money. Well, one thing that's super important is your mindset around reskilling, because if you think, oh, I need to come in here and I need to just boom, get right at it. And I need to replace my income. Uh, you're not going to be particularly motivated. That's going to feel like a daunting task. But can you reskill and do something that pays off one of your bills? You know, th- what about your utilities? What would what would happen if all of a sudden you could bring in an extra, you know, 300 to 500 bucks a month? That's you know, let's call it 500 bucks a month. That's $125 a week. That is not hard to do. There are so many things you could do. There's a guy who went out, forget reskilling. He just looked around and was resourceful. He was like, I have a truck. A lot of people I know have trash. And I just put out posts and said, hey, I'll for 25 bucks, I'll come pick up your trash. People paid him to pick up the junk in their yard, the trash that they had, the full stuff that they had in their garage that was packed in there. They just hadn't had time to get rid of. He came over. They paid him to put it in his truck and drive it away. What did he do? He either took it to the dump or if anything was halfway valuable, he paid nothing for this and he just stuck it up on Facebook communities and sold things for like 20 bucks. Like genius, absolutely genius. He said he made $60,000 a year just flipping mattresses. Unbelievable. So anyway, a lot of different things you can do here. So how do you get started? Okay, Steven, you got me. I'm, you're absolutely right. I'm ready to reskill, ready to do it. 
how how do I go about starting this? So this is what I would recommend doing. So first off, you need to figure out what it is that you want to reskill in. So once you have figured that out, then what I would do is I would go and I would start figuring out how to get, you know, how to actually grow your skills in it. The very first place I would go to is YouTube. It is unbelievable the things that you can get on YouTube that cost you absolutely nothing. YouTube is free. It is unreal. Let me give you an example. There is a website, or I'm sorry, there's a YouTube channel. I'm sure they have a website, but it's called Simply Learn. And that's S-I-M-P-L-I-L-E-A-R-N, Simply Learn, one word. They've got 2.1 million subscribers. I'm looking at this right here, and I can't vouch for the quality of the courses or anything. I haven't come through and watched them, but I'm looking at these that you have learned JavaScript in 12 hours, learn project management in one day, you know, Python data analysis for projects, um, Jenkins full course, which I believe is coding, cybersecurity, SEO tutorial, digital marketing course, part one, 2.4 million views on that, by the way. You know, here's the top five courses with free certificates in 2022, top five programming languages. There are so many great things on just this one YouTube channel. Go find the thing you want to do. You want to make pillows? A friend of mine was going through, found somebody making pillows. He went and said, no, this can't be right. He started doing the math on it. They were building out their uh, their library and he had just been putting a cushion down. So instead of going out and buying this you know, $120 cushion for this you know, section in their bookshelf, he went and he knows how to sew and bought all the materials and made it himself. And he built this thing, uh, built this cushion for about 50 bucks when it was all said and done and online like i said it was going anywhere from 120 to 300 dollars depending on what you wanted and you know you, you can make some money doing that are you good at sewing okay great sew some stuff for some people so like i said first you got to figure out what it is that you want to do then you need to go get good at it so use the 10% rule. Doesn't matter if it's photography, doesn't matter if it's sewing, doesn't matter if you want to learn web design, if you want to learn SEO. Um, just to give you an idea, some of the most in demand, according to a website called Upwork, that I'll talk a little bit more about in a second. Um, some of the top skills that are in demand from a freelancing perspective would be ones like machine learning. Now, granted, machine learning, you already have to have some experience in uh, coding like Python, C++, Java, things like that. So there's a little bit of a qualifier there. But some of these other ones like data analytics skills, I mean, that's that data analytics is one of the fastest growing um, job openings in America right now because so many companies have data, but a lot of that data is trash or it's not relevant to the business goals. And it is important to have people, data scientists to come in here and look at it and decipher what is actually important to the business. Um, in looking at this, the average rate for data analysts range from 40 to a hundred dollars an hour. That's just the average. So you've got that mobile application skills. You can build mobile apps nowadays and you don't even have to know how to code. There's a lot of platforms out there. You can get in there. They're no code platforms. You just have to know how to do it and you have to have the time to be able to do it. I mean, website design, Wix.com. I'm building my website right now. If I, if I, I have the time right now, but if I didn't, Wix takes no code whatsoever. And if you were good at it, I could go out here and say, yeah, could you build my website on Wix? Boom. You could have it set up and running for me. It again, you didn't, you just have to know how to click and drag and understand how the Wix thing works. There's no coding required. 
You, I'm, I have no coding experience. I am doing Wix and I have built probably five different websites on there, uh, over, over time. And guess what? I've, I've, I don't know anything about coding, so you can do it too. Video production, video production is a big one. SEO, search engine optimization, product management. These are all some of the top uh, skills that have been searched for in 2022 that you can learn. You don't need to go to school for them. You can find the majority of the courses free online. And guess what? You could probably find a great course that's paid for. That's like 250 bucks. Well, that's a hell of a lot cheaper than going to school for four years, you know, 200 bucks to get a skill that'll pay you $100 an hour. So that's what you have to do. So you have to re- you have to find out what you want to do, then you got to get good at it. Once you've gotten good enough at it, you need to go and by the way, you don't have to be a genius. Just get started and offer your services cheap and, you know, grow your skill sets doing that way while you're making money. So, Steven, okay. I found out what I want to do and I've gotten better at it. What do I do next? Well, now you have to market yourself. And some great places to market yourself would number one be social media. So depending on what it is that you're doing, sure, if you're coding, uh, doing some like, you know, C++, that may not be the most helpful thing for you because you need to market yourself to businesses. But if you're building pillows or you're sewing dresses or you're doing local photography, then yeah, your Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, like, you know, anything you can do to get out there locally. And by the way, don't sleep on LinkedIn. You can post your skill sets on LinkedIn. I just looked up uh, photographers the other day because I was like, oh, I need some people. I'm looking for a particular photography style, um, you know, that, uh, that, you know, I cannot take these pictures myself. It's not selfie style, you know, type things. And I, I need somebody local. I, I can't just fly somebody in from New York on that. I need somebody in Flor- in the city that I live in to be able to do that. So I'm looking on LinkedIn in my local area for professionals that do that. So don't sleep on LinkedIn. Okay, but other great websites, depending on what you do, would be Fiverr and Upwork. I have used both of these. I've had some great experiences with freelancers uh, doing anything from web design. I mean, guys, just just thinking about this, the entire Adobe suite, I use Adobe for all of my voice stuff. I use it for my video editing. Um, That costs 50 bucks a month. So that's do the math on that. That's um, uh, and, and that's everything. That's Photoshop. That's Premiere. So, I mean, that's literally everything you can get in there. So that's 600 bucks a year. For 600 bucks a year, I have a full suite of toys that allow, a uh, uh, full suite of tools, I'm sorry, toys, whatever you want to call them, that allow me to do everything from voiceovers. I could do, I have people offering me to do voiceovers. I've said no, because I don't need the money right now. And I, that's not what I'm trying to do. But people have asked me to do voiceovers. And, you know, it's, you just need a great microphone. You need some editing software and boom, you could do it. You can make some great money doing that stuff. Um, you, you do pictures. You want people to send you videos and you can edit it for them. I learned everything I know about video editing and there's a lot more I could learn for free on YouTube. It's as simple as that. You just need a little bit of time with it. And you know, a lot of these things are fun. I, I enjoy doing them. So uh, Fiverr, Upwork, LinkedIn, those are some places I would absolutely start. Hit up your own social medias, start marketing yourself. Um, if you, whatever it is you do, if you can show on your social media how to do it. Um, one thing that would also be really good um, that I would recommend as you're marketing yourself, put together as you either do some sample projects, uh, either for yourself or some of your first clients, ask them if they can use your work, if it w- if they're really happy and satisfied with it and other people think it's really good. 
ask if that you can use that as a proof of concept. So that way you have like three or four examples when somebody comes in and says, hey, uh, can you do this voiceover for me? And you can say, yeah, here's, uh, you know, two, three audio samples of what it would sound like. What do you think? And then that way they're like, oh, okay, yeah, no, this sounds good. I like this. So that is something that you can definitely be doing and uh, that I would highly recommend as far as the marketing of yourself. And the great thing about platforms like Fiverr and Upwork, they take care of the payments for you. Um, you don't have to worry about, you know, any of the infrastructure, all that's there. They take a fee, but you know, it's worth it in my opinion for the fact that people are already on the site looking for you. Um, I do not believe LinkedIn does that. Uh, LinkedIn, uh, I think you have to do more of the payment handling and all that yourself. Um, but still, like I said, it's great for people that are looking for a certain skill set. So don't knock it. One other website I would highly recommend depending on what you do, would be Etsy, Etsy etsy.com, E-T-S-Y. And Etsy is, um, it's a marketplace for small business owners, solopreneurs, whatever you want to call it. And I mean, you can get everything on Etsy. The majority of the art in my entire, honestly, my house, not even my office, it's all Etsy. So people can go on there. You can create fan art of James Bond, Uh, I have three paintings sitting right here uh, that are canvas prints uh, of pictures that somebody took and edited of palm trees and a beach. I love it. I think they're beautiful. Um, I love supporting small businesses, small business owners, entrepreneurs. um, And it's a great place that if you're making a physical good to go and sell stuff. But people also still uh, sell digital goods on there. I don't want to knock it uh, if you sell digital goods. A lot of people just sell the digital files and there's other websites that do this too. But, you know, like I said, I love Etsy. So that's the one I'm talking about. You can go on there and if you took a photo of a, um, you know, uh, of a print and you edited it and you wanted to upload it and sell it and somebody could just buy it for five bucks and download it off you right there. Boom, money, revenue generation. And again, they have all the infrastructure built in for you for payments and shipping and, you know, all these other things. So it's great. So that would be ultimately the beginner's guide of what I would say, uh, or the beginner's guide to reskilling and starting to market yourself. So like we said, quick recap here. So reskilling, again, we are not upskilling, we are reskilling, we are adding new skill sets, things that we don't currently do. Um, We're going to be resourceful and do kind of an audit of things that we're good at that we may consider hobbies, we could potentially monetize or things that we have um, you know, I've got a brother-in-law. Everybody says he should do an Etsy shop. The guy does amazing woodwork, amazing woodwork. He could, some of the stuff he does, he could sell for hundreds of dollars, you know, doesn't want to, he just enjoys it as a hobby. But if he wanted to, he could do a little on the side. So again, you can turn a hobby into something that is money generating for you if you want. And if you don't want, that's fine too. So you need to decide what you want is next. Decide what you want to do. Then you need to go get good at it. So go go get good at it. There you go. Three G's go get good. And, uh, like I said, the 10, just use the 10% rule. If you want to speed up the process, you want to do more than that. That's awesome. Do it. Um, I mean, um, I can't tell you if you just took a month and you blocked off your in four weekends in a row, four weekends in a row. And you said, I'm going to spend all the time I have on all my weekends just for this month, getting a quick head start on getting good at X you would be surprised and shocked how much better 
quickly, you will get at something doing that. But at minimum, do the 10% rule. You spend 40 hours a week working, great. Just spend four hours working on whatever it is you're reskilling for. And then when you're marketing yourself, go to places like fiverr.com. That's fiverr with two R's uh, at the end.com, upwork.com, LinkedIn. There's a lot of other websites. Etsy, if you have physical or some digital goods to sell, um, those will get you started. A lot of other good websites out there, but those are some great ones. So hopefully this has given you a starting point. Um, I will probably be doing a YouTube video on this coming up here in the coming months, as I've um, kind of told a lot of you taking the month of June off. So it's just this, but soon you will see regular content on YouTube. The podcast will be videoed at that point. We're going to start bringing in some guests as well. Um, I will still do a couple solo episodes here and there, but I want to bring on expertise from other people uh, to help in areas like this and give you real life examples and figure out how uh, people are making money, uh, investing their money and living uh, the four types of uh, living with the four types of wealth. It's not all about money at the end of the day. We talk about this a lot, um, you know, in coaching sessions that I do. It's about financial wealth. True wealth equals the four types of wealth, which is financial wealth, social wealth, health wealth and time wealth. You can if you don't have some level of balance with all of those, then you're probably not particularly happy right now or you're probably pretty stressed out despite thinking the fact that hey i've got all this money i thought that was it well if you have you know money and you don't have your health then you know what good is it really all right hopefully that helps and uh until our paths cross again